G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. In the 18th century, a group known as the Moravian Community in Saxony in 1727 commenced a round-the-clock prayer watch that continued non-stop for over a hundred years. And within the first 65 years, by 1791, that small Moravian community had sent 300 missionaries to the ends of the earth. There's a big question for every Christian when we consider what happened with the Moravians. If fervent prayer is a basic component in world evangelization, what does that mean for our need to be committed to prayer? Well, some inspiration about prayer today and the example of what's been happening in one United States community that's triggered a significant 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week prayer initiative. Dr. Jason Hubbard is the founder and leader of the Light of the World Prayer Center in Bellingham, Washington State in the USA. The 24-7 prayer initiative that Jason leads in Bellingham is supported by the combined churches in Bellingham. And Jason is to be the main speaker for the Pray for Australia Breakthrough Tour at the end of this month. In fact, look forward to it Saturday the 26th of November through the 7th of December. The focus of the Prayer for Australia Breakthrough Tour seminars is to inspire people to pray and encourage churches to pray together. Dr. Jason Hubbard, welcome along to 2020. It's great to be with you. Jason, tell me about your prayer initiative in Bellingham in Washington State. Uh, Describe it for us the way it looks. So back in 2008, we launched a house of prayer called Light of the World Prayer Center. And uh, in one location, we have um, people coming from several different local churches to pray together in weekly prayer sets. Uh, We pray uh, in committed prayer. Uh, It's worship fed, it's spirit-led, Bible-based, Christ-exalting prayer meetings that happen each week. Uh, We have about 45 of those that happen every week. Um, And then we also combine with that 40 local churches in our community. Each of them commit to a day of prayer once a month, every month. So they have a full 24 hours of prayer that happen in their local church. Um, So second Friday of the month, third Thursday of the month, etc., And each of these churches combined with the prayer center, we pray together for the needs in our community. Uh, We've also put together seven different teams. We call them strategic teams in the seven spheres of society or seven mountains. So we have a team of kingdom-minded, spiritual believers in government, in education, in media, in family, in church, in education, etc. And these teams give us things to pray for that they sense around the Father's heart for transformation. They'll give us a few prayer items. We put together a prayer guide that goes out to all these churches in our prayer center. And um, we have this canopy of night and day prayer happening, but specific praying for these items that these teams give us. And then when we see God answer prayer, we send out a praise report, send those back to the churches, and we give God glory for what He's doing. 
Now, you say that your prayer gatherings started back in 2008. So we've got eight years of testimonies of all sorts of wonderful things that have been happening in your community. Can you describe some of those big things that have happened? Is there something that comes to mind as one of the big breakthroughs that this prayer initiative has brought? Yeah. Uh, The first major thing is that we've had a tremendous amount of church planting happening just in our community. Uh, We've had about 85 new churches planted just in Whatcom County. Um, Several of those are um, uh, Hispanic churches. Our Hispanic church community in the last six years has planted 12 local churches themselves. Uh, We've also seen out of that um, a number of water baptisms um, since 2009 when we started tracking this. Um, we've had 8,400 uh, people baptized in water, first-time salvation. So the church is growing in a remarkable, remarkable way. Uh, also, we've seen unity amongst our pastors. Um, the majority of our senior pastors are gathering together monthly for prayer uh, to seek the Lord for our community and uh, build spiritual friendships together. In terms of some justice issues, uh, we've seen uh, the numbers of abortions drop every year since 2007. Uh, we've seen the numbers of adoptions doubling for three years, and now they're staying steady. Um, and also uh, a tremendous anointing on uh, ministry to prostitution and human trafficking. Um, we have a number of women that are coming up from Seattle and staying at a safe house in a ministry called Engedi. And uh, 25 of these women in the last few years have come to Christ. Uh, 90% of these women have come out of prostitution and, and been rescued out of trafficking and are now in transitional housing and uh, in, a, in a position of, of recovery. So we give God all the praise, as many testimonies, but those are a few come to mind. Amazing things that have happened in your community. I mentioned in our introduction the Moravians, the 100-year prayer meeting. What sort of inspiration in your community that did you glean from Count Zinzendorf and his initiative? Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing, and this is our primary motivation in our house of prayer, uh, the watchword of the Moravians was this. They said often, they prayed often, and as missionaries were sent off to the mission field, they would leave with this phrase, may the lamb who was slain receive the due reward of his sufferings. Uh, it was a sacrifice of Christ, the glory of the lamb that motivated them at the heart level to see a canopy of continual prayer happening and then also being launched out to the nations to proclaim the gospel. And that's really what fuels us. We're praying that the Lamb who was slain would receive his reward in all uh, spheres of society. We pray often for a uh, what we call a Christ awakening, where the Spirit would use the Word of God to reawaken, reintroduce the people of God back to God's Son, for all that he is. And out of that, we would then respond in the place of prayer and mission. Uh, one, of the, one of the things we've seen happen over these eight years is, is a tremendous movement of missionaries uh, to the nations as testimony. Um, we have many, many, many missionaries here now from Walker County that have gone to the nations to proclaim the gospel. Um, so it's neat to see some of those same values and marks of the Moravians. Um, they were a community as well that um, had a real heart for unity. And, um, and that's one of the things we're seeing as a real uh, a John 17 expression of the church coming together in the place of prayer, our leadership coming together in one accord um, as, as one church. 
and out of that place, we're beginning to see, you know, as it says, a promise in Psalm 133, God's commanded blessing uh, resting on our community. Uh, you know, we're not obviously a uh, transformed city or community yet, but we're starting to see some good first fruits, and I want to continue to pray that God will be glorified uh, as he was with the Moravians. We're speaking to you today from the United States, but you are coming to Australia for the Pray for Australia Breakthrough Tour, coming up from the 26th of this month and going through to the 7th of December. Uh, What sort of things do you want to speak to Australian audiences about, Jason? Well, my heart, uh, just being invited uh, and building a relationship with Warwick Marsh and Sue Tinsworth and um, some of the key leaders in Australia, uh, my heart is that we would come to serve. Um, and that's our, our primary agenda is how can we help inspire and maybe share some, some strategies and really seek the Lord together. Um, we've been so blessed by the prayer community praying for America, and you know, our heart is to be able to give back. Um, we, we really hope that God would do more in, Amer- in Australia than he does in America. Um, and so that's my heart. I'm, you know, uh, we're focused on you know, anything we can do to see a breakthrough of day and night prayer in cities all across Australia for the glory of Jesus. Um, and, uh, you know, some of these things that, that, that we've implemented here, we're hoping that those might be helpful uh, for churches and pastors uh, across Australia. Dr. Jason Hubbard is our guest. He's coming to Australia, and if you're wondering about how you can get some more detail, uh, simply Google the 40-Day Prayer Relay or the Canberra Declaration, and you can get to a website for the Canberra Declaration at canberradeclaration.org.au. Dr. Jason Hubbard's founder and leader of the Light of the World Prayer Centre in Bellingham, Washington State, in the USA, coming to Australia. Jason, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're taking a little bit of time to preview a visit by Dr. Jason Hubbard, who is the founder and leader of the Light of the World Prayer Center in Bellingham, Washington State in the United States. He's going to be the main speaker for the Pray for Australia Breakthrough Tour at the end of this month. Uh, The focus for the Australia Breakthrough Tour seminars is to inspire people to pray and encourage churches to pray together. What's happened in Bellingham is there has been an amazing gathering of churches together to have a continued prayer focus. And this goes back to 2008. Jason, when we talk about churches getting together to pray, this was clearly a breakthrough. This idea of combined church leaders agreeing together to involve their churches in prayer, it's not always an easy thing to do, but it is achievable because you're doing it. It's been our testimony here. Uh, really believe that out of the heart, of Jesus, that he called his house to be a house of prayer for all nations, and it's certainly his desire that every church, every local church be prayer devoted, but often we're siloed off and we're not coming together as one church in our city uh, that meets in many different congregations and many different locations. And so um, we took a run at this in 2007. We started asking pastors to come together in unity, uh, but honestly, it fell apart. Um, there wasn't much grace on it. And so then we said, hey, let's uh, begin to seek the Lord in the place of prayer and pray for uh, God to fulfill the prayer of Jesus in John 17, that we would be one as he and his son are one. And as we did that uh, for three years, a canopy of night and day prayer for three years, praying for unity, then we said, hey, let's relaunch this. And 
at that point, there was grace, and our pastors started to come together in unity to pray. And it was remarkable, but that's our testimony, I think, is that, you know, it happened because we were praying specifically for unity in our churches. Jason, it's an effort to get everyone together, and I'm sure it's an effort to get the momentum happening of regular prayer gatherings that become an institution that churches do together. But how long did it take after you got that initial unity and you've got the leaders coming together, you've got people from churches gathering together for combined prayer in the community, how long did it take before you could start to see fruit of answered prayer happening in the lives of people in the community? Yeah, when, when we got to about uh, 30 churches taking a day of prayer once a month, every month, which is a full canopy of 24-7 prayer, um, it was a matter of months that we started to see specific results happening. Um, God began to really respond. And I think we see that um, promise in Luke 18 when Jesus says, men should always pray and not lose heart. And that when his elect, when God's elect cry out to him night and day, that he will release justice and release it quickly. Um, and that's really what we saw um, you know, it was kind of a, a, a pattern of we would see maybe a few answers, you know, every two to three months, um, but and often different things every two or three months. You know, and that's the mystery of prayer, that God is going to answer and respond uh, to the, the cries of His people in His time and in His way and for His renown. Um, but the one thing we have seen is as that night and day prayer was launched, there seems to be a continual a stream of answered prayer of transformation that's happening. So it's become sustainable. Um, it's wonderful to hear what's happened in your community. And ever since you've seen these successes, so many churches being planted, changes to the way that people think about the issues in the community ethically and more according to a biblical view of life, You've been in demand to speak in many places, no doubt. Have you seen the model that you've begun there in Bellingham uh, begin to be taken up in other places, either around the U.S. or in other nations? Yeah, it has. In fact, I think some of the other cities now that are implemented this model are doing better than we are, <laughs> seeing greater results. Wow. Um, and uh, so, yeah, in Eugene, Oregon, uh, they have a full canopy of day and night prayer and they've seen some tremendous results in their government uh, sphere and business sphere, um, actual uh, transformation stories happening in their city. Uh, in Houston, uh, we're seeing uh, this strategy implemented. Obviously, Houston, much bigger city than Bellingham. Uh, they're about $6 million. And so what they've done is divided their city up into 45 different areas, the same size as Whatcom County, um, our, our community here. And... They're looking to get 30 churches and seven strategic teams launched in all 45 of these. Um, and at this point, they're, they've launched it in two areas just within the last nine months and a third one on the way. And so their plan is to have in all 45 of these areas uh, continual prayer. Um, there's several other cities in the U.S., Denver, a few others that are working on this. Um, and then also internationally now, um, the nation of Thailand and their prayer network has adopted this strategy. And what's unique about uh, some of these international uh, um, 
per strategies is that they're they're more prone to pray together in corporate prayer meetings. And so when they take a day of prayer once a month, every month, they're actually having full 24-7 corporate meetings in their local church. Um, and often they're, they've done much more prayer um, than we have. Um, we saw in the city of Dubai, uh, they, uh, a key leader there, Dr. Saw, our uh, documentary called The Wacom Story. It's a 12-minute video uh, where we interview some of the pastors and some of the leaders in our community uh, to hear some of the results. and did that video in, in 2011. And this doctor in Dubai saw this video, and they implemented it. And uh, over the last three years, they've had 62 churches in the city of Dubai that have been praying continually. Um, and so it's quite remarkable to see uh, God just using a, a simple strategy to mobilize uh, the whole church to pray together in united, sustainable prayer, in a place of unity. And also then we begin to see God answer prayer in terms of action and transformation and mission. Well, it's some great terminology that we're going to get used to, and hopefully this will be something that people right around our nation will be able to appreciate when you start talking about a full canopy of day and night prayer. You're coming to Australia at the end of the month. You're going to be part of a tour, a 40-day prayer relay. Uh, representing the Canberra Declaration team. Uh, you'll be accompanying people like Warwick Marsh and Sue Tinworth. And uh, you'll be there with Melissa Haig from Cairns, who's helping to coordinate all the local and regional interchurch celebrations across Australia for the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. And uh, there's lots of things to talk about, and hopefully we'll get another opportunity to chat soon. Uh, Jason Hubbard, Dr. Jason Hubbard, leads the Light of the World Prayer Center in Bellingham, Washington State in the U.S. To get some more details about the Pray for Australia Breakthrough Tour, simply Google 40-Day Prayer Relay or the Canberra Declaration, and you'll get some details about dates and where you can see Dr. Jason Hubbard speak. Jason, thanks so much for taking time to share your heart with us today here on 2020. Wonderful. It's been an honour to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.